The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, welcome to a Saints Happy Hour Quick Shot Saints 2 or 2. So we are here to get you pumped up for Detroit with extra fun between the two weeks. All right, Andrew, today's topic, we talked 10 minutes on it, is the biggest surprise in the Saints 2 and 2 start. What has you like, oh my God, I, I just, I can't, I didn't see that coming. Um, for me, it's probably just the sack total. I mean, you look at losing Nick Fairley, so we knew... Um, the interior pressure wasn't going to be as good. And if you combine that with, you know, a lot of people saying, well, Rankins has to be as good as Fairly last year. And, you know, I, I've long said that's not going to happen. Not. I mean, you go, you go, I mean, he's, first of all, it's a second year. Was better versus play- Miami. Yeah, he was better versus Miami. But in general, like I, I just, he only played half the season. And yes, it was pretty good, but he was playing next to Nick Fairley, who was one of the best defensive tackles in the league last year at least in terms of pass rushing. So I knew that was going to be a major hit. I am surprised by the high-volume sacks. I mean, I think they got three for their, through their first couple games, both losses, and we were like, eh, pass rush doesn't look great. But even when it wasn't looking great, I mean, they got to Brady a couple times. They got to Sam Bradford once. Um, and, and then, you know, they got four against the Patriots and how many against uh, – Four against against Jay Cutler. Four. Four against Cutler and three against Cam Newton. Okay, so that's that's ten sacks in four weeks. Um, you know that to me is shocking. I mean, they're on. Well, they pace, have eleven total. Eleven total. Eleven. So they're on pace for forty-four. And which, I mean, we, which by the way, we, shatters the all-time record under Sean Payton as coach. In a four-week period. No, for a year. If they get forty-four, they'll shatter. Oh, yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. shatter the record. I think the. I yeah, think I mean, the, we we were talking about how forty would be bananas you know just just hitting 40 sacks and i mean that that's starting to feel pretty attainable um we knew kim kim jordan's off to a good start i mean we we know he's their best pass rusher i mean he's already got three or four so he you know he's already off to the potential for double digits or more i mean he's off to a great start but uh you know the combination of okafor kikaha has been a big upgrade um and then you know they've just had they they had a nice blitz from Raphael Bush. Anzalone got a coverage sack. Onyemata got a coverage sack. So I think sometimes, you know, I, I, I think part of it's the defensive line playing better, but part of it's coverage holding up. Um, and that just gives you more time to get there. So you combine all that stuff, you've got 11 sacks in four weeks. That's really surprising to me in a good way. And if they can keep doing that, um, I think the defense is going to continue to improve and be better. Um, I, I think, Maybe maybe an even greater shock to me is through four games they haven't turned the ball. That's over. that's that's bananas. Yeah, that, that's bananas. It's and, luck, you know, honestly, a little bit of luck. It's a little bit of luck, but totally. But if you had told me going into the season, like yeah, they're going to go four games without turning the ball dude, over. If you, if you would have two said, and two would be very disappointing. To if me. you'd have said, if I'd have said to you in August, the Saints are going to have eleven sacks, they're going to be plus four in the turnovers. I'd be like, 
bitch, they're four and zero. Oh. Yeah, like maybe they get unlucky and they're three and one. Yeah, I'd be like, that's yeah. that's a four and oh. like you tell me about that about any team, I'd be like, they're four and zero. Oh. Maybe Cleveland, I'd be like, Cleveland's so bad, they're probably two and two. Yeah, if you had told me they didn't turn the ball over, they had this many sacks. Oh, and by the way, here's Breeze's quarterback rating, and he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, I, I would say that that's 4-0. That's a recipe for 4-0. So from that standpoint, 2-2 two two is a little disappointing. But, um, you know, look, obviously they're not going to be able to sustain no turnovers. But if they can have a season full of very good taking care of the football, um, they're not they're not going to sustain this bad luck. I mean, that that is a recipe. You're getting sacks and you're not turning the football over. That is a recipe for a winning season and getting to the playoffs. And I believe if they continue to to operate like this, they're going to see a lot more wins than 500. Yeah, because you know what will happen is you'll just if you don't if you just win the turnover battle and sack a team, you're going to win because you win the turnover battle, you win you you turn the ball over, you have one less turnover than the team you play, you win like almost 80 percent of the time. Yeah. My now granted, bit- now granted, New England and Minnesota didn't turn the ball over either. So the, those were the and, and those were the two games where they didn't get as many sacks. So those numbers are a little skewed by the last two games, which were both wins. Yeah, I'll tell you my biggest surprise, and I think it's un, I think it's an underrated thing. I think a lot of Saints fans are like, well, of course that it's no big deal. Dude, the Saints offensive line, they're shuffling people around. Ramchek's played two, started two games at left tackle. He started two games at right tackle. Zach Streif is hurt. Armstead is out. Drew Brees is the least sacked quarterback. They're rolling right along. And, dude, the Giants did the same thing where they shuffled people around their own for San Diego. Like, offensive line play is fucking terrible in the NFL. And the Saints are shuffling people around, playing a rookie on the left side, rookie on the right side, putting Cali Mede in a guard. And it's fine. And it's the most amazing thing you ever did see. And I think people are just like, eh, it's okay. We just, we'll, just, we'll just shuffle it around. It'll be fine. Like, it's no big deal. It's humongous. And I would argue... T- Andrew, like, we didn't know it on draft day, and a lot of people were like, I can't believe they picked a tackle. Why did they pick the tackle? And, and some of us were like, look, if he's a good player, you won't regret it. I think I can make an argument. We didn't know it. When they picked Ramchek, they kind of saved their season. Because without Ramchek, they would be... Yeah, Bryce Harris is playing. Bryce Harris would be playing. Like, it yeah. would be a disaster. And they put Ramchek in, and he's not great, but he's not terrible, and he looks like a guy who's going to be really good. Yeah, you know, um, I'm with you. And and once again, I just want to say, like, you know, for any doubters, like this is proof. I mean, th- there's a combination of factors. I think you know, d- drafting Andres Pete is looking smarter by the second, and the time to task with Senio Calmete, very underrated. You know, just just how much time and how much investment they've made in him. He knows all the positions. He knows all the plays. Um, you know, be able to hang on to him and, and keep him in the system. Like he's not a starter, but you know, he, he just comes in and he's not a disaster. And you can trust that based on his time in the system and based on his knowledge of the playbook and all that stuff, like he's not going to this, royally screw up. This sounds horrible because I'm selfish and I, I, I want the saints to be good and deep and all that. Um, it would be great if the Saints wouldn't have any injuries on offensive line. One, because then it would be really good with Armstead and Ramchek at right tackle and everybody set up. But two, 
if if Calamete can't play anymore the rest of the year, he's less likely to sign with another team. And I'm telling <laughs> and I'm telling you, Andrew, he listen, he's like three starts away from getting a four year twenty six million dollar contract. And you yeah. you laugh, but I'm telling you, I can name about six teams, he'd be their best lineman. Yeah, and that's why he, he may leave this year. You know, he, yeah, he may I mean, leave and get a contract. And if he does, you know, his heir apparent is Landon Turner, who, who's now in year two in the system. I know he's on the practice squad right now, but, like, I, I just think they've got to find a way to hang on. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. And keep developing him because that's how Calamete eventually got good. You know, he was on the team, kind of often on the roster, on the practice squad for a couple years, didn't really play but he was learning the system and they just hung on to him. German Bushrod was like this too, where eventually someone gets hurt and there's an opportunity. But when that opportunity comes, that's why it's critical. You don't want to throw some guy in there that doesn't know the offense and has questionable ability. You want someone that's been in the system three or four years where, yeah, they might not physically be a dominant starting offensive lineman, but at least you can trust that They've been in the system long enough that they're just not going to have major mental lapses. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, it's looking – I mean, offensive line, uh, like, like we said at the beginning, it can absorb two they, – they can absorb two injuries. Now, they got – they're getting Armstead back way, way sooner than we expected. So that's a good shape. And, they, you know, Streif – he may or may not be coming back this year. So they, they've got Calumete, Calumete, sort of the bullpen guy. They can absorb one more. You know, they just need they need some good health. Um, but it, I, I haven't changed my opinion of you give me Armstead, Warford, Unger, uh, or who am I? I'm, no, it's, it's, it's Armstead, Pete. Pete Unger, Warf- Warford, and uh, Ramchick. That that offensive line can be it can be top five. Yeah, and, and I, I still believe that. So um, first, f- we have thirty seconds. A guy, if I said Andrew, one guy that can be really good in the second quarter that nobody's thinking of that you'd be like, if he could just be really fucking good for the next five weeks, that would be great. 
Uh, I don't know that it's necessarily. Uh, I, I I don't. I think it's just. I mean, everyone's thinking about Lattimore, but I, I just think his first quarter. I mean, I know he missed the game, but he was mighty impressive. And mm-hmm. if he if he can just keep being a lockdown corner, I mean, what he did against Devonte Parker and the Dolphins. I mean, it, that there, it was a holy shit moment for me. I knew what he was capable of. I knew his skills. I saw, you know, I saw his tape, and I was excited about him as a draft pick, as you know. But to see him kind of, in, in a lot of ways, embarrass Devontae Parker in that game, the, the floodgates kind of opened in my mind of what he could be. And if he continues to tap into that, uh, again, I, I just think, in addition to Cam Jordan just getting sacks because that's what he does, we're going to see more of these sacks that are just a function of, you know, your number one option being taken away. Yeah. All right, that's it. Uh, we're done. <laughs>